This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the shows such as the Goatheads Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast. We cover Bills, Sabres, and more, with more shows on the way very soon. And the Cast Source Podcast Network covers many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. Featuring the podcast shows such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, Trivia, and more of the Buffalodian Podcast. All right, let's go. We are back. The boys are back in town. We're not the only boys back in town, are we, fellas? The Bills just so happen to be back in town. We're always in town. We're always in town. I mean, maybe for a couple days we're out of town. I don't know. I don't know what you guys do over the weekend. But uh, we're back with the Buffalonian podcast. Sorry, I had to throw that little bit of uh, saw. Dom wrote the outline for today's show, and immediately on there was the boys are back in town. Could not pass that up. So... But I'm Joe Kelly, and I'm joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. We're going to talk some Bills, Sabres, and some more with you. Disappointing end of the Sabres season, but we'll get to that. The Bills, not much going on. Still the offseason. The fellas are back. Allegedly single Josh Allen is playing for us this season. Um, it is, you know, I think we're going to Vegas with that kind of an attitude. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good going into it. What are your What are your thoughts on the pressers yesterday and whatnot? Just overall thoughts heading into the the fellas are already back it's already april i mean I, I personally it's gone by pretty quick so just general thoughts what do you what are you guys thinking i don't know we're still five months away from real football so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah what could they even do in OTAs? Real? did they even just do like drill like workouts and drills like not even like with football or something it looked I like it. Is, mm-hmm. I don't think this is OTA. I think OTAs is in May. I think this is just voluntary workout. I, I maybe this is a yeah. I, I think I, yeah, I think it's just drills that didn't seem to have any footballs in anything because DeMar Hamlin was back and practicing and they were just kind of running through the ladder and whatnot. That was really it. And same with Josh. So long hair, Josh, too. Villain era, villain era activated. So this will be interesting coming up. But um, the pressers, though, what are you, what do you guys think about like Beans and McDermott's, especially? I mean, this seemed pretty, McDermott seemed a little giggly. I don't know. He seemed a little well, high I energy, think- but. I think with everything, you know, I think McDermott, either McDermott or Bean, I can't remember off the time I had which one said it, but like 90% of players showed up. And of course, people are going to focus on like the 10% of players that didn't show up, and one of them being Diggs. So he was at Coachella. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think Josh did it best when they asked him about his Twitter antics. It's just stuff being stuff. So I think that's going to, that's probably, you know, Bleacher Report had like the the breaking news post that Diggs is not on voluntary workouts and like it's I feel like it's I don't know it's it's annoying on one half as a fan but on the other half you know you just kind of have to like swallow the pill this is how it's gonna be but it it is kind of annoying how like every 
small little bills thing regarding Diggs is just blown up to like gigantic proportions. I, we, yeah, we talked well, about that. It'll always, it'll always be like that. Sorry, like cut you off, but it's just always enjoyed oh, that because of like how frustrated he was at the end of the season, and then you know all off season they're like, oh, he he unfollowed the Bills and he followed the Cowboys. <laughs> He's going to play with Trayvon, and it's like this. I don't know. This isn't like any weight to um, social media in the NFL, but I don't know. Like it's literally voluntary. Like who really cares? Like we just said, we don't even know if they have football as a practice. So is it really that big a deal if he misses it? Like, no. You know, it's interesting. And I just, this just popped into my mind here. If they're not practicing with football, so Sabres have technically played more football in the past like month. That's, because they, uh, they 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 goof around and play before games and stuff, isn't that isn't that like come on think about that? Could have I mean, some backup. Assume, Someone goes assume, down. Gage Thompson steps in. Come on, come on, call him up. I would, from would the assume, NHL. I would assume Bills players before this week were playing with footballs though, so I don't know how like they're mm-hmm. practicing probably with footballs yeah. on their own. So I don't yeah, know how well your argument lies after that, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the press conferences are always, I don't know, I think it's always interesting in press conferences. You can always tell, like, GMs don't tell the full truth. They tell half-truths. Like, I think we can all agree that I think Green is telling the truth on the part of they don't have that many first-round grades. I don't know if that ma- what you define the number of that many because he said it was not great. But then he said, if I was Vegas, I would bet on us trading back than up. But we saw last year, I think Elam was their last first round grade on a prospect, I'm pretty sure. And then they trade up to get him. So, like, that's kind of like the opposite way of thinking they had last year. So, I don't know if it's different this year because he said they were going to take best player available. Maybe last year they felt like they needed to take a first round graded cornerback. And maybe this year they don't feel like they need to take a first round graded player. But I don't know. I, I I feel like that's where you get into like the trouble of believing everything that comes out of a GM's mouth. Yeah, I mean, you want to believe Brandon Bean seems like a, you know, a, guy, a believable guy, you know. But you're absolutely right in the fact that also things, yeah, just change at the drop of a hat. You know, depending on who gets picked. So you, best player available is probably the best thing you could have said because not promising anything to anybody. So, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. A GM is never going to show his hand on what he wants to do because then he wouldn't have a job as general manager. But I think, you know, we've seen, like you were saying, how last year they really didn't say much like what they wanted and then they end up trading up. I feel like, you know, we won't see the Bills trade up this year unless like some really top prospect just falls for some reason. But, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, I could see them trading out of the first round. Like if you're saying, Bean really didn't have that many first-round grades. Why not trade back, pick up another mid-round pick or something? Because we only have six picks, so we need probably should add. A, you know, wouldn't be the worst idea to add another pick or two. But um, I think the main thing from the the press conferences was uh, Josh's quote there. Uh, get get everybody fired up and wanting football to be back. But like, you know, like Joe said in the intro, like it's. Uh, Single Josh Allen, so now he's all focused on football. Supposedly so, single Josh Allen. Supposedly oh, it's single listen, Josh listen. Allen. Brittany took off every photo of him from both of her accounts. Okay, I've been delving into this the past couple of days because I didn't want to say oh, the wrong stuff when we did the podcast. Okay, I've been digging, I've been digging. 
and it's just been it's been she had the picture of when he got drafted still gone no longer there no longer there that's so, kind of tough because weren't they dating since like high school or something yeah he ghosted her after their first date or something like that i guess yeah it was like eight Rip years josh eight years and then he goes at this point in my life i've never been focused and locked in on football as i am now that just tells you right there what i mean no, just, no I other said, distractions come on come on it's right here it's right in the listen if, okay. if i was members of the jury i would i would i would lean towards your favor but i'm not gonna <laughs> you're not jumping it. the gun on that one you're gonna, you're gonna I'm not hold, hold the solid one of the two people actually involved say something but i got gotcha. you you know how dawson knox met his girlfriend just quick little tidbit here nice instagram dm said hey you're my type let's go sorry just found that out the other day it was pretty funny again everything in that regard is a legend but i mean it's just funny well i also think i think part of being saying taking best player available is they want to avoid what happened last year as well with Kansas jumping them because i think Mm -hmm. it was pretty known in the nfl community i mean me i mean even I think all of us out there are going to draft DB in round one last year. So I think they want to avoid having a scenario where a team knows what position they're, they're targeting and to try and jump in front of them uh, this year. And I mean, we'll see. I mean, it seems through all like their top 30 visits that they've really taken the time to look at, you know, linebacker, wide receiver and offensive line. So it seems to be more of a diverse uh, group of, they could target any one of those guys, um, but I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, as much as I'm going to hate it because we're doing, we're literally going to be sitting together on Thursday night, hoping the Bills make a selection for or the draft special. It, it's it's going to sound like the draft special may potentially just be us talking about a trade that they make and That's how fine. the board and how the board might fall to us at pick. I don't know, 35. I mean, I can see them dropping like 10 spots, something like that. Maybe pick up a late day three pick. Yeah, man, it's fine. Yeah, something. Nothing hey, wrong with that. Listen, we'll be in the outdoor studio again with the birds chirping. Okay. No, we're not, we're not doing that ever again. That was Wait, horrible. So, what are we? If, if we go to this outdoor studio, what are we watching? Like on our phone or something here? No, we'll, we'll watch. We'll watch the Jazz through the the window of the. <laughs> yeah, the window. There we yeah, go. Yeah. No, we can't. We logistically cannot do the outdoor studio again because the birds. When I was editing that, were just present until the sun went down, and then it was way too dark and cold to even film a podcast. So we're not even gonna. We're not even gonna go there. But yes, draft special coming. Hopefully, uh, hopefully some exciting draft special, like you said, Dom could just trade up to a, number one overall. God, yeah, get, who are they going for if they did that, Mike? Who are they picking right off the board? Who who would they pick if they did that? <laughs> the Bills, or if you had the number one overall? No, no, I'm asking Mike because he just dropped the the the, the bomb on that one. If he <laughs> if, if we trade up Bills, number one, pick? yeah, who the Bills picking? Obviously, they shift uh, from the coffee. Like, you obviously shift Josh to tight end. Give me Anthony okay. Richardson. And then he's your running back slash quarterback. And then you have your two quarterbacks out of Allen Richardson. Okay. Come on. Simple. That that sounds like a great section. But I got to ask, there's two scenarios in my head that I'm I'm thinking of for the Bills of 27. Either they pick up, pick a position that we want, but it's a reach. Well, really there's three. They either trade back take a position that we want them to take, but it's like a second round player or they take a position. We don't want them to take, 
but it's a first round pick. Like, I mean, I think those are like the so which which of the three scenarios would you rather have? I'll be honest, you have to repeat the first one because yeah, uh, I like the first one. The first one, so like, <laughs> like say twenty seven, they take Jack Campbell. Obviously, Jack Campbell's not probably a first round player. He's probably a second round player, but it's a position of need replaces Tremaine. The second option is they just trade back, um, and maybe they take Campbell. Maybe they don't because maybe he's gone by then. And the third option is like. I don't know. Third options, they take a first-round player. That's a first-round grade, but it's not the position we want. Like, tight end, running it back. I don't, I don't know. Okay. No, okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Um. So, Thank like, you. what would I want to do? Yeah. If you had your choice of scenario. I'd trade back to get more picks. I would agree with Mike on that one. Because, I mean, like, I mean, like, if you – I guess we're late enough in the first round where if you reach for a player, like, it's not the worst thing. Because, like, if Campbell's a second-round grade and, you know, you have a late first-round pick, like, it's not the worst thing in the world. Plus, you get that fifth-year option on him, which could be beneficial. But at the same time, like, I I, I see more value in, like, trading back and picking up maybe, like, a late day two, day three pick to where you can get another player in your team and, you know, maybe they take a spot as, like, a backup or a special teamer or something. And a yeah. cheap contract, so. I'm a big depth, cheap guy contract because of the injury bug we had last year. And I would like to. Plus, we know, have like no the... cap space. Exactly. Yeah. So, you can't really so go So, a first-round out... contract compared to, like, a second-round contract would make a difference. Yeah. So, I think it's just you got to kind of fill in these spaces where we need them. So, I, I agree with Mike on this one and kind of just trade back and get these depth pieces at a cheap contract i think that's the best best case scenario would it stink for our uh content for the draft episode absolutely because we only would cover the the live first round pick and if they trade it that well there we go it's over but um <laughs> no it's just uh I, I think that would be the best best case scenario for the bills yeah, in the draft, just so. just our, it's just gonna be their our reaction to roger goodell going up being like the bills are true the 27th overall pick but okay. no, I, I do say this though. I think a position and a player to watch is interior defensive lineman. I'm telling you right now, is going to get drafted on day two by the Bills because they oh, have I'm no, sure. they have no one signed pass this year. Bean got asked about it in his press conference. I, I would be shocked if they don't come away with a day two defense interior defensive lineman. And I, I think the court. I think there is a player to watch though for the Bills in quarterback from Tennessee, Hendon Hooker. Not like the Bills would draft him, but I think this might be a Lamar Jackson. I think the Broncos traded back in the first round for Paxton Lynch. I might be wrong on that. But like the quarterback at the back end of the first round, the teams in the early second round passed, like like went best player available instead of a quarterback and now want the quarterback. You know, maybe the Lions do something like that or whatever. Like I think Hooker might be a player that the – Phil's fans should pay attention to if he falls too close to 27 in that range, a team might jump up. You know, that might be your trade down spot as a team trading up for him. Yeah. Yeah. I can see I mean, that. Yeah. I would, I would basically, because you know, all I hear is, uh, it, all I, all I hear is, um, as Joe used to refer to him as shifty Schefter, um, like that he bet that Houston wouldn't take a quarterback number two. So, you know, say maybe they take, um, like, Will Anderson or something, second overall. Maybe, like, 
that leads into your point that maybe they trade up and get Hooker or something. Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but like they really want to roll with Davis Mills. Go no, for it's Case it. Keenum. It's Case Keenum show. Ah, Case Keenum. Yes, Case Keenum. But no, I mean, like, it, I, I mean, I don't see like, I don't see Hooker's first round pick. Like, I could see him like second round or something. Because remember, like, everyone was like, "Oh, Malik Willis is going to go like in the first round or something." There was there's mocks of him going like first overall or something. And second round of the Lions, and then he went like third round. So yeah, there's just all the talk and all that, but like I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Hooker's also what 25 coming off major knee surgery. Yeah, didn't he tear his ACL too? So is he mm-hmm. even going to be ready for the start of the year? Probably not. But he's also, I will say this though, he is a better, like more polished prospect than Will. And he's 25 already. Listen, man, you're you're right. I mean, but people might just look at that as like a could be the contract. oldest first round quarterback since Brandon Whedon. Yeah, what are the Browns like thinking? A 28 year old court. Why would you take a 28 year old quarterback in the first round? Brandon Whedon, like why? Well, some people think age is such a bad thing. Like Brandon Whedon is just so bad. Yeah, people lean into the whole age equals experience thing, and that's just not true. So why would you want to be if you're 28 and getting drafted? You're kind of bad. Like, why would you want to? I don't know. Playing college football, like that's just weird to me. Yeah, you know. I mean, why would the university hang on to you for that long? Is the question. Wasn't there? Isn't there one guy who's played college football for like six or seven years or something? Yeah. Because Oregon had, or like, whatever, because he had like red shirt and injury and COVID and all that stuff. Like, yeah. at what point do you just say, you know what? I've played, I've had enough of college football. Like, why would you want to be in college that long? Like, I mean, I, don't know, I want like, out. I'm almost done with college. And like, I'm like at my point where I'm just done with that place. So, like, why would I want to be there for like seven years? You know? Yeah. I guess but- it's different if you're like a, an athlete and like playing and like all that stuff. But like but I don't did know. He and have I to guess take filler classes is the question. Did he? Have I to guess like NIL deals now, you know, incentivize yeah, being in college longer too. But like, I don't know. That's just weird. Well, no, you're probably you're probably right. NIL. I mean, college athletes are never more valuable. I mean, some some dudes like that dude probably might not play in the NFL. So like, he yeah. might be making more money that he would be in college and he playing football than he would be playing outside of college. I guess also yeah. I would, you know, I think the the parent response would be like he's pursuing a, a greater education, uh, probably oh, a master's degree. So, um, okay. bro, I give you credit good. if you're in a master's program and you're playing football, like that's pretty, like you must be pretty smart because, like, hey, Devin, you know, Devin Levi is, uh, you know, is still taking classes at Northeastern. Is he really? Yeah. Just because he left to go oh play a professional hockey doesn't mean he gets out on his class. He's back. He's back in class this week, guys. <laughs> guys He'll be there for finals. He missed He'll the group project. Now we have to, we have to. He'll be playing the boys. He, he, missed, he missed the group project. The he got a zero for participation. Yeah, he couldn't zoom in at 7 o'clock uh, last Monday because he was playing the New York Rangers in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Come oh on. God. Well, you've got a lot of time to zoom into classes now if he wants to, or go in person at that point. But I mean, let's just let's think here for a second. What have we been hearing for the past couple of weeks? Right. DeAndre Hopkins is coming to Buffalo. It's become very stale, if you ask me. I've heard this way too much over the past month, especially even at work, just rumbling through the office. It's like, come on, can we please stop talking about rumbling? This is not another diva to add to the thing. Him and Diggs are going to have an issue, whatever. 
And then he's being asked, you know, teams that he could possibly play for. They name what the Patriots first. And he looks over, I think at his agent or someone else standing there. And he's like, nah, doesn't say audibly not, nah, but looks it. Then the bills are playing, are playing a facial expression game. Yeah. Playing yeah. a facial game. And then he mentions the bills and he, he gets all excited. You just see his face light up a little bit. Same with the chiefs though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, could go anywhere. I mean, it would- honestly, he probably just wants to go somewhere where he has a chance of winning a ring. Exactly. And, and play with the lead quarterback. Yeah. True. Did you see? I know this is random, but did you see that Minnesota they might cut Dalvin Cook? I did see that. Well, can't come here now because he lost his number to his little brother. So that was a missed opportunity on his end. Well, but, four wasn't his original number in Minnesota. It, well, yeah. Yeah. I think it was yeah. his college number. But. At least four is a number. Okay, we'll get to that in a, we'll get to that grievance in a second. Yes. But Hopkins, I think the Hopkins, I don't I don't think my opinion has <laughs> changed. My opinion hasn't changed on it where if the compensation which seem I mean I should say the salary seems like it's lined up more than I, I think, I guess, because he doesn't want to I mean he literally said like third person coded himself, DeAndre Hopkins, that he doesn't want to raise. Now, but again, if the Cardinals eat some cash and take like a day three pick, then sure. Like, I mean, I guess I'll make it work like talent's talent at the end of the day. But yeah. the fit's not great. It's going to take like the perfect scenario for me to be happy with the trade. And I just think at the end of the day, we're going to sometime Friday or Saturday during the draft, uh, DeAndre Hopkins will be a Kansas City Chief. Just going to, I that you would think? be my pick for where he goes. But yeah, I mean, at least yeah. all those Jets and Patriots fans can kind of stop. Uh, you know, go, go, go. If down the Jets actually end up getting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah you know what? At this point. I, quote me on this right now. He's going to the San Francisco 49ers and just leaving the. Man's going to man's gonna retire. You think watch he's him, gone? No, no, no. I think he's out of watch there? this. You want to know something? This would be hysterical if this happened. Okay. He gets traded to the Jets. He gets traded to the Jets. He goes there for training camp, plays like maybe like. A preseason game? Actually, no. He probably wouldn't even play in preseason. He's there for like a preseason game, and he's like, "All right, I've had enough," and retires. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers scenarios. If I was gonna do the the, well, one, I think he eventually does get traded to the Jets. But if he doesn't get to the trade of the Jets, there's no way he's retiring. He's just gonna be a complete thorn to the Packers side, and he'll just sit on his couch making what fifty million bucks. Yeah, yeah. he's not the high, he's not the highest paid player anymore. Again, making Josh Josh and Mahomes contract. In better by the minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what the the Bengals and the Chargers gotta be like kicking themselves right now that they didn't. Burrow's get. about to be sixty million a year. Yeah, then mm-hmm. what do you think Herbert's gonna get? Burrow yeah. should get more than Herbert. Herbie Hancock's gonna oh, get yeah. some money. What does this do for Lamar? Probably nothing, but it makes it even more difficult. I feel like for him. Why do I feel deal. like Lamar's gonna be like the next Bell situation where he's gonna like sit out and? get a contract and then he's just not going to be the same. I don't think yeah. you're very far off on that. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. That sounds like a pretty adequate take. I don't know. I, I, it's a I little warm. Baltimore's Baltimore messed up that situation. It's definitely on them. But at this point, Lamar needs to like, I think given a little bit on his fully guaranteed. Well, he's got OBJ now. So, you know, all-star. Yeah. Coming back from wow. injury, he's. Gonna I don't know. It, it, I I just feel like I don't know. They both screwed the pooch so hard on this. It's like, where do you? It's just 
they should just move, they should just move on. The, the Ravens should just re- get get something back for the uh, the stressed asset. Draft Hendon just- Hooker. He's the same age. God, I knew if I brought that up, he was gonna trash his age, be ages the whole time. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, but let's 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 hop to this real quick so that Mike can air his inevitable grievances about. You know, single digits and the number zero, whatever. Nothing against single digits. It's just if you. It's just oh, you have everything against single digits too. No, 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 no. It depends on who's wearing the single digit. It depends on who's wearing wearing at what position. Quarterbacks, kickers, and punters can wear single digits. Okay, all right. We'll get to it in a minute. Uh, But Shaq Lawson has resigned. Bill's draft pick originally uh, vacated the premises for a little bit, then comes back. I think this is a decent signing. He had a pretty all right season last year. Some shining moments for sure. What are your guys' just general thoughts on this resigning quick before we let Mike r- rant about the number zero? No, Shaq is a good signing. I mean, he's just a depth piece, kind of added to the rotation. I would say he was better than like a Basham last year. So, you know, I think maybe they just want continuity on that defensive line. And then, you know, like Dom was saying, how no one signed on the interior past 23. I, I don't think many edges are signed past 23 either. There's what Miller, Russo and Basham. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. I could, so there's probably going to be a huge uh, rebuild of that defensive line in the near future. So I think just right now they had a guy who's been here, who wants to be here, like decent signing. Yeah. I think he was their third best edge last year, actually behind Russo and Miller. I think he was, better than Basham. And I, I know Epinesa had six and a half sacks, but um, I just think sometimes sacks are a little overrated, and I think Lawson actually had a better season than Epinesa. But, again, mm-hmm. I think it was important for them to uh, add someone that uh, you know McDermott trusts, obviously, with him now taking over the plays. Uh, and another depth guy for Vaughn, who looks – Still, like, I'm pretty freakish in these workouts, but he probably won't be ready to go right off the bat. So, you're probably gonna have to roll Rousseau and you know, a mix of Epinesa and Lawson. So, it's just a nice little cheap free agent uh, thing to sign. I do have to say this though, we talked about Jordan Phillips. I don't know if we talked about him last week or the week before, but that whole like him saying he was gonna get more money than what was being reported uh, was wrong. So, I, <laughs> I just think that's funny that he got like. You, like someone was like one year, I don't know if it was like three point four or whatever, and it was like more, and it was like less, and I was like, "Nice." Well, that's like that's tough. <laughs> but I mean, they, just, they oh, seem like good, listen, they're good locker room. It's kind of it's kind of hard to like pl- talk about one, one like Jordan Phillips and not talk about Jack Lawson and vice versa. But they're both you know they're both rotational pieces, solid rotational pieces on cheap deals that are good locker room guys. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, so now, Mike, as a, I'm going to just intro this because I called it a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, I was big on Naheem Hines getting the number zero, and he has he's picked lucky number zero. I had a feeling that guy was going to bring some some heat with that. So, Mike, just take it away at this point because I have nothing but good I, things to say about it, and I know you're about to trash it. So let it rip. I don't have I don't have I don't have a big rant here. 
You know, like I, I you know what the players can do whatever they want. Like <laughs> you see, you see in college, like kickers wearing ninety nine, like anything. But you I know what? That. If you're that's you know that's what aggravating. you know what you know what I'm gonna say. If you're gonna change the number rule, change it for everybody. Let the linemen wear whatever number they want to. You know, like what is a skill position like? You know, why did they get the special team? Why did they get to wear a special number? Let the center wear like number five or something. You know, you know what? If you really want to change it, just let everyone wear whatever number because. Like every sport, you can wear whatever number. Football is always, you know, so proper, and you can wear only certain numbers, which I don't know. I think look good. It made sense. You knew, you know, what it was, but you really want to just change it up. You know, change it for everybody. Do you do you think the next uh, move for the NFL in this regard is allow like the big guy to wear double zero? <laughs> Can you imagine like a defensive tackle wearing just a single digit zero? That looks <laughs> so horrible. weird. Well, I mean, how about just let them wear like any number, like 100 or like 500, you know? Just oh just let God. them do whatever Let's they go want. Tri- whatever triple they want. digit. Okay, they can't let them no, because no, you know numbers. the first number that Why can't be I be infinity? Why can't I be infinity? Zero is not a number. Listen, the first three digit number, the first three digit number would be 420, and you know it. So we can't we can't be doing that, okay? They, okay, they don't even. They would never. That would never happen. That's listen. Three digit numbers could people, be the future. No, no, they don't even allow people to wear. They they frown on people that even suggest wearing sixty nine. There's no way they'd allow someone to wear four twenty. Okay, listen, I like, would I would if I had a three digit number choice, I'd pick seven one six if I was playing in the Bills, playing for the Bills. Ah, oh, you're so cool. Really, just but, like really, I, I love. When you when someone cuts you, you just bleed the community. I do, I do. I'm, I, what can I say? I'm a community guy. Come on, come on. But I think three digit numbers might be the future, Mike. What would that, what would your take on that? If you know, say say the XFL is failing, the Rock needs his exit, the money. He's like, all right, we got to get these teams bigger in the NFL. So it's like a farm league, but we don't have enough numbers. So let's do three digit numbers. What do you? Yeah, what I'm gonna be like, oh, realistically, three digit numbers are not a thing. I know my take is like it's a dying one. No one, no one really cares that much about numbers, and hey. they like the players are able to express themselves. But I'm out. You, you have an important person on your side, Tom Brady. Oh yay! Wow, Yo, Tom Brady. Yeah, I remember getting grilled for that last time we talked about this. Yeah. I think Listen, this was I, about a year ago. We chatted about this. I, I do think it's a tough moment that zero statistically, you know, there's a debate whether it's an actual number. So, I mean, I think that's a tough moment, but there's a debate. it's not it, zero. It, zero is the it, absence of numbers. Okay, If we're, if we're moving past the debate of if someone should wear zero or not, I, I would agree with Joe that Naeem Himes is a pretty cool candidate if he's returning punts and stuff uh, and kicks. Mm-hmm. It would be a tough moment if somehow like they cut Naeem Himes and be like, wow, the first, it was like the, those times where it's like the first player to wear uh, number zero for the Bills since, and then would it still be a blank, or would they st- still would they be able to say nineteen Hines? Is that your jersey choice now, the zero Hines? Oh. I think I think it might have to just gratuitously get. To I know we one, said you know? like you'll get the the rookie the the draft pick, but like I don't know, maybe you should get. Oh, zero are you Hines. are you getting the draft pick? I don't know. I'd still, I'm still up in arms. I'll stick with my. You should jersey. get. You should get. I may just get. I, I may just get a retro one. Like I was wearing my shady jersey the other day, and it felt pretty nice. Get like, I don't know. Get someone like. You're big Bruce from, Smith like, the guy. Get Bruce Smith. 
I should just get someone. Get EJ. I dare you to rock EJ Manuel. Straight up rock EJ Manuel. Get Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton. Someone, yeah, I, I yes, think, Kyle Orton. I, I think I'm going to do like Ted Washington. Just some. Big, Honestly, big... why don't you have an Alonzo jersey? Yeah, your nickname's literally Kiko. Yeah, I mean, you got a point there. I, I got the wrong middle linebacker. <laughs> yeah, but see, your main body of who I was, though, tall, lengthy, and long-armed. Now I feel like I had to go the opposite. Like I had to go like bigger than I am and just like a big oh, they're gonna say like short and tiny or something well yeah. no you already have foodie so that can't i can't you know i can't oh, say that. oh like, Ted my and Marcel Darius, <laughs> like five nine and three quarters man it's my height actually yeah. we all knew who was we would win that tennessee game if rob johnson didn't play get a rob johnson even, jersey please even wade phillips knows i think we should all Thanks, get drought era quarterback jerseys i'll get trent edwards you guys, you guys, Dom gets Rob Johnson, and then no, Mike. You have, he's not I mean, a drought era quarterback. Well, actually. technically like, not drought played. era. I mean, he was just he was I bad. Like so, if I, I have a Bledsoe really, jersey. If I was going to, you get a Fitzpatrick jersey. Yeah, or I or I could get either Trent Edwards or JP Lozman. Like, I or I'd get those. like some really random guy like Jeff Tool or something. Or get start Lewis. like Jersey Fridays. Bad or Lewis. Derek Anderson. Yeah. No, mark it down. I want a Derek Anderson jersey. Yeah, but he was in drought. Derek Anderson? 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You're right. I have, my, I have a CJ Spurs. Cardell Jones? Yes, Cardell Jones. Cardell was Jones. He, t- he was, what year was he drafted? 16 or 17? He was He was 16. Maybe 16. No, was he even on the, oh, God. No, 15. Cardell 15. Jones. Cardell, let's look it up. Because he's I was, round I was at his preseason game where he played. I remember that. I remember there was some hype around Cardell Jones. He started against the Jets. Cardell Jones. Okay. I think all the hype oh, died after that game. I, th- I think any hype yeah, he had for Cardell Jones. The game where Mike Gillisley <laughs> didn't pick up the kickoff return. They scored on a touchdown. Yeah. Oh. 2016. Oh, man. His NFL career, 6 of 11. For third for ninety six yards, Two zero picks. touchdowns and one pick. Ah, wow! Forty six passer rating. Hey, ooh. <laughs> he does Nate. Now Nate Freeman doesn't count. No, nope, doesn't count. So that was seventeen. No. Yeah. That's what, we should honestly start a new segment. We're the Massachusetts drought, Pirates. Pick, pick a drought player for the week and just like. Just Dude, Carl Jones playing in the indoor football league right now. We should just get his jersey for five bucks then. Go to DHGate. DHGate's probably <laughs> dropping jerseys for nothing right now. All those guys you could still buy. You could still buy an EJ Manuel jersey on DHGate, a Bills one, like no problem. Got it. Tell you bootleg websites, but I think, fellas, that might that's going to wrap it up for the Bills topic today. Anyone, anyone oppose that? Anyone got anything else to add? No, I'll take that as Go a no. Bills. I'll take the dead. I'll take the dead no. silence as a no. Go Bills! The boys are back in town, and we're gonna move on to the Sabers. But before we do, I'd like to bring up the Sports Bring People Together podcast. You should listen for entrepreneurial conversations with those in sports. Who knows where the chats will take you? But sports got us all here together in the first place. Find the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, or simply visit sportseplus.com. Oh, 
I wish they would still play this, but they do not anymore, unfortunately. We're back with the Sabres. Fellas, the season's over. Let me fade this out because it's just going to be obnoxious in the back on this somber topic. Should have played more of In the Arms of the Angels or something like that, but, you know. You I don't think it's very somber. Well. I think it's pretty positive, honestly. No, no, I mean, I mean, the, what we're, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not It's not too bad. It's just sad to see the season over after such an, a crazy season. But uh, can I can I get a quick salute real fast for you, gents? Just a quick salute. Throw the arms up, please. Come on. Craig Anderson. Come on. Okay. Craig Anderson. I mirror my camera, so it does look completely opposite. Did it with the right hand, I promise. But, uh, <laughs> oh my God. yes, Craig Anderson, Craig Anderson is unfortunately... Well, some would say fortunately retiring. Um, not going to start that on here again from from last year around this time. But I think he's had a great career. Uh, very thankful for all he's done for this organization. And, you know, bringing up the new guy. It's, it's tough to see, but I mean, thanks for everything. And well, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Go play floor hockey with your kids like you wanted to this season. You know what I mean? You got stuck here again. So what do you what are your guys thoughts? It was a good farewell. I mean, against Ottawa, team he mm-hmm. played the longest for. Um, to get a win was nice. It was nice to see the team, you know, when they won, go right down and congratulate him. Um, I think he <laughs> arguably the past two years was our best goaltender, which is kind of sad to say that a 40-year-old was our best goaltender for the past two seasons. Um, but I think this is kind of like optimistic because now you know we saw levi play and like the way he played you'd probably assume he'll be in the nhl next year um it's just now finding that second goalie because i don't think it's lukanen and i think Comrie's more of a third at this point but you know good for him you know he's won the the masterson a few years back in ottawa and then you know they had that run to the conference finals um so he's had a good career. Shout out to him and everything for helping our team for the last two years, being a good presence in the locker room. Uh, I'm not going to go back on my take and say he should come back like I did last year. You're one done. done. Uh, yeah, I moved on from that. <laughs> but, you know, maybe as I think, I think someone is like, yeah, maybe as someone is like a part of the alumni with the Sabres would be good. I think he'd be valuable to still have around Levi. Um but yeah, no, good good for him to have to be able to hang it up at 41 and be set for the rest of his life. Yeah. I mean, it was nice to get a win. I I, I like that they were able to get a win so then he finishes 500 on the season. So, I mean, he was their best goaltender. I know from wins lost, it looked like it was highly looping in, but I think Anderson was their best goalie. I mean, obviously I think Levi if he would have got the starts might have been, but the for like the minimum games played or whatever um, Anderson was easily the best option they had. And it was just unfortunate that he just couldn't play um, more than he could and kind of wore down a little bit in the season, even with that. But yeah, he was, he was, I mean, he was great the last two years in the net was their best option off the ice, you know, really helped the organization turn it around. And um, I'm sorry, the only thing I really, I got to say, Craig Anderson, John Lawrence career, won over 300 games. Every time someone mentions the name Craig Anderson, I just immediately think of the name Chris Coons, uh, the Penguin who scored the Game 7 overtime winner on him in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, 
I don't know. I guess I guess that's sometimes. tough. I guess it's like when you hear Dominic Kostic with the Sabres, you immediately think like foot in the crease. You don't immediately think of like the two-time heart winner and all that. I don't know. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like negative. But uh, he's had a phenomenal career, and uh, yeah, he's had a lot of you know his best work off the ice. And uh, you know, as we did, we already saluted to him. So I think we're ready to move on. Move on to the younger generation. You know, we watched. It's interesting because we we had a what well, we did the pod Monday last week, so Monday morning, so we did we missed all four games the previous this, you know last week, and uh, I think what well, Mike I don't know what you said Joe, but I think both you and I said Levi was going to get two games, and I mean we were riding the Anderson game on Ottawa, but I had no expectation that he was going to get the um, Columbus game, and I think that's as you said the, the I think really I said he was going to get three games. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think that's a nail in the coffin for UPL and Comrie as Sabres goalies at that point. Like, if they're not even going to get, like, the meaningless game, even after the kid, like, played seven games and, what, nine or whatever the split was, it's over. So do you think – here's my question on that. Levi's been fantastic. I'm very excited to see the goalie he grows into, Um, to just speak on that for a second. So – Either of those guys, they just send them to waivers. They're going to get claimed. Like, there's no question about it. UPL is more sort of than Comrie. Yes, right. UPL, his age is really attractive for a lot of people. Um, even though he's got the double hip surgery of a 90 year old, um, I, I think that's uh, the thing that people are going to overlook. But I don't know. I feel like you kind of, I, I, Comrie, I'm okay with just letting letting go. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think it'd be awful to have UPL around though. Um, what are your guys' general thoughts on that? I don't I don't know. I feel like if it was Levi and UPL, UPL goes on these hot streaks when he doesn't play for very long and he just like pops in. Um I don't know. I, um, I feel like it's it's kind of I feel like that age wise is the best option to keep around. Because Comrie was just I not, don't know. Not... I think I think the best thing the Sabres would do is to bring in someone with Levi else. like I'm still I'm still like not opposed to having Levi start next year in Rochester honestly oh god like I'm still not opposed to like I'm sorry but we've seen how many times with young goaltenders they start hot and they get their chance and then they cool off and then it's like you know I think Levi's way too important for us to really like rush him in like I wouldn't be opposed to him starting in Rochester and maybe he'll get the call up but the the Sabres really need to get another goaltender though because even if they have full confidence in Levi playing at the start of next season like I'm not sold on a Levi Lukanen tandem just because I there's just no experience there I think you need to bring in someone who has NHL experience who can start you know 30 games or something I'm not saying you have to bring in like someone number one goaltender but I think you should look at the market, see who becomes available either via trade or free agency and say, Hey, I really don't think Levi should be playing 60 games next year. Maybe he gets like 40, you know, do you trust Lucan in to play the other 40 games? Like, no, I don't. So I really just don't see Lucan in as a piece of this team for the future. I think he's shown that like, he's really not that good. He's just slow. Um, I think his reaction's just slow, moving is slow. I mean, obviously the surgery got him. Like, it's unfortunate because he was 
our top prospect, goaltender prospect. There's a lot of hype around him too. And it wasn't that long ago that we were like Lucan and Zambia franchise goaltender. And now I would say he's on his way out, but like, I don't know. I feel like Kevin Adams has shown that like he likes to stick with what he has. So I could definitely see a Levi Lukanen Comrie combination next season. Um, I think that's putting a lot of pressure on Levi to be a number one, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. No, I, I a thousand percent agree with you. I mean, I think, I mean, didn't we talk all off season about how um, UPL you know, glass hip always kind of injured? Um, there we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. For, for it threw me off. Fun. No, yeah if you're watching if you're watching on video uh let's talk about a major brain fart there you know i have different dynamic backgrounds for the different things we do and uh left the bills up for the majority of the sabers discussion so far so uh we'll, we'll see keep, laughing we'll keep... like are you laughing at something i said and then i look in the, the chat and i'm like oh <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that's all right no but all right continue UPO. UPL is just – he's never been able to stay healthy. So, like, you can't even guarantee that he's going to play the 40 games. Are you going to mm-hmm. say you're going to get 40 good games? Like, I don't doubt that UPL can play elite some games. Like, I think he played very well his last start against Philadelphia. But then he has stretches where he's consistently, like, below 900 save percentage and giving up a lot of bad goals and not really making the big save when it needs to be. So, I mean, listen, Comrie, I'm okay being the third – I'm I'm okay. Uh, okay, if Mike if Mike wants you know potential Levi and Rochester, I am all right with the potential of it's Levi Comrie and then goalie A. Um, but goalie A is gonna be. I mean, there's really not the two number one goalie that plays like 60, 65 games is really kind of extinct. There's really not that many goalies that do that now. There's more of the split where it's 45, 37 kind of. So you need a guy that can at least handle close to 40 games. So like a Simeon Varlamov or something, you know, uh, anti-Ranta, even though he has the health concerns as well. But if they could get one of those type of UFAs that might be in the, you know, three to $4 million range, but be an above average starter with Levi, then you have, I don't know if Kami will be claimed. He potentially might be because of his contract. But, I mean, Kami's also in Winnipeg was proven to be at least a solid backup, you know, back, I was about to say backup quarterback backup goaltender um so i think he's valuable to stick around i just think they should trade upl because i think he has at least enough value with his contract of his age and goalies being weird that they could probably move him and get a piece uh for their roster in return or a package for, per se so um yeah i think i think levi's proven that he should get the opportunity but no means should the the Sabres be okay with. I mean, listen, if they come with Levi and Lukanen, I'm just like, especially for a season that they're supposed to be making the playoffs, is like that just can't happen. I'm sorry, you can't you can't bank on Lukanen, and you can't really truly even bank on Levi. So you got to get a guy that you can at least bank on for 40 games, and then the other 40 games you're gonna hope Levi takes. Yeah. No, I I I think it'll be interesting to see what they actually do. I would like to see an outside goaltender come. Um, don't know why I'm a little hesitant on if that's actually going to happen or not, but I, I hope, I really hope, but hopefully I mean, Kevin Adams sees that we should be a playoff team next year and becomes more aggressive. 
maybe his strategy was, you know, his first few years, he realized his team was not a playoff team. So he wanted to build the foundation. You know, he built his core. I give him credit for that. He's done a really good job stocking up our prospect pool. And now I think it's time to be aggressive and get some players for now. I mean, we have so many prospects, like they're not all going to make this roster. So might as well use them to get players that we need. Like we need defense. We need another goalie, like use those prospects that aren't going to play. Cause like, I, I don't know. I feel like an Oslin or Rosen or something is honestly expendable at this point. Yeah. Like your tier two prospect forwards yeah. that are still good players, but yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. I think now is the time to, to add. Also, if your point, Joe, about how you'd be concerned if Adams, I'll tell you right now, Granado rolled Levi the last yeah. two weeks of the season with the season on the line. And I just don't believe that, like, you could really, I don't know if recover from that's the right word, but that that is a pretty big statement right there of what at least Granado thinks. And you got to think the organization backed him to, to you know, play Levi that much uh, for his development. So, yeah, I feel like the organization um, um, definitely is on the path of Levi is the best goalie currently on the team and that they need to add a second option to him because I believe they actually think at the end of the season, I mean, he got the the last non-Levi start. I think they think if Anderson was healthy, he would have been their second best goalie. So, I mean, it just shows you that what they think of UPL and Comrie, to be honest with you. So, right. I mean, I think Anderson was the best save percentage wise. I do think Levi or not Levi. I think uh, Lukanen had the best record. I think that's how that was split up. Um, but if you looked at Luke, sorry, I left because I heard a car alarm going off, and I want to make sure it wasn't my car. Oh, getting um, broken into. Maybe I don't know. Mike was about to go Batman out there, throw on the ride here, <laughs> run out. Oh my god! Hey, hey man, ass. someone's getting in the mango pod. Like, come on. Can I also just say something really fast, Mike, before you make your point? It's still going on. It just stopped, and now it's going off again. The commitment? I bet you I bet you. I know who it is, too. I, oh. I guarantee I can tell you. Well, no, don't we say it out loud. Can't say that. Gonna, cannot, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you after. I'll okay. tell you in the private chat. Yeah, say in the private okay. chat. Okay, I but, can um, guarantee I know who it is. Can we just talk about Devin Levi's art skills for a minute? Didn't have a black and red face Easily. mask. Easily. Didn't have a black and red face mask. Right, so gets a plain black one and just draws it on himself. Fantastic, mind you, it looked great. What what commitment? That probably took him a few hours. I'm gonna be honest with you, or he just had someone do it. I don't know. But I, I if if that were me, I would not be able to do that. That's for sure. So my two thoughts on that are one, I respect it because it was not <laughs> traceable. Like he literally looked like no. he hand drew it. Two. Yeah. From being a fellow Star Wars nerd, I really respected it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, Darth Levi in the black and red. Wish we could have seen it. Did we see it? Was he on the ice in a black and red? Uh, no. When Anderson at the end of the game. Well, yeah, he was the, the backup. I mean, in yeah, warm, so. he was. He was the backup. Yeah. 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 No, so, I mean, that'd be, that'd be sick if he did, um, like, because, you know, obviously the alternate should be around next year, too. That'd be sick if he had, like, um, a Darth Vader type helmet or something. Oh, that would be designed. Yeah, I think Darth really Levi for the yeah. black and reds, and then Obi Wan Degoli for the for the the Jedi for the the blues. <laughs> I'm, so, I, I'm starting to kill the goalie talk. I'll just say one more thing because I literally you sparked me. Levi was also the backup on the the you know Anderson start, so like it wasn't even UPL. Like 
the kid played back to back games and Anderson got like ran over at one point and was kind of a little like gimpy. So like yeah. if he got if Anderson somehow got banged up, Levi was gonna come in. So that's another like another and like Levi, fifth example. And Levi got a back to back too. Yeah. Fifth example mm-hmm. of like he's here. He's our so. guy. I don't think he'll play in Rochester next year. Is as much as like along with you, Mike, I'd be all right with it. I don't I don't I don't think it actually it happens. I, I see him you know, I see him playing in the NHL with the Sabres. Granado loves the guy. So and I think the team does. See Alex Tuck bear hug him after every game. So I mean it's just like it's that's it's our cool. future captain right there. Yeah, it is. But I mean, I don't know if this is on the, the outline. Apparently, I saw a tweet or something yesterday. Ocposo may not retire, may not be done. Uh, he might come back just as like a play whenever kind of a player, but not like how he was. So you know what I mean? Like, so I I don't know, man. Does he stay the captain or do we move on? Do we move on if he if, if he, he comes, comes back? back they're not going to strip him strip him on the captaincy. Uh, listen, what are we the Winnipeg good. Jets? Blake Wheeler? <laughs> yeah, Los bullying. Angeles Kings. Dustin Brown. Sabers bully. San Jose. Yeah. Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton. Gosh, you're just going going off. No. I mean, Oposo is a fine player this year. If he wants to return, I, and like, is he if he's willing to play like not the whole slate, but like takes you know be more of a off ice and play like sixty games and keep his legs fresh. Sure, I just feel like if him and Gergensen's, they're both kind of a little bit redundant of being defensive specialists if little to no offense. So I feel like it's kind of hard to be like commit to both them. Kind of. like I feel like you could upgrade on that role with a more of a guy that plays a similar type of game but is younger and a little bit more offensive driven. So I, I think that's where I would be at with, with yeah. the postal coming back. Yeah. I, I was going to say, is Joe frozen or is that just my Yeah, screen? he's definitely frozen. So okay, I just wanted to make We're sure. We're going to continue about the, the young guy. Okay, I just wanted to make sure it was like everyone. But um, let's, let's continue because he's like so. Okay, awesome. no, like I'm gonna. You know how I said Anderson should come back just as a vet. The experience. Is this your take of Poso? This now? is my. This is my shifting to um, Kyle Poso should be in that role because I think with such a young roster, like you need guys who have been around and to help develop and mentor. Because I mean, like I guess I'm big on veteran leadership, and I do believe it makes a difference. So having a post in the locker room, I think would be very beneficial for young guys. I mean, you know, if Coolidge plays next year, Savoy plays next year, I think it'd be very beneficial to have him in their ear, you know, helping them out on a night to night basis. I know, you know, Paterka and Quinn have only played one year. Powers only played one year. So we just have so many young guys. It's like we need that veteran presence. Honestly, though, something that the Sabres, Kevin M should do he should definitely look into bringing someone in like maybe like a bottom six player, but someone who's like had playoff experience. Cause who on this roster has actually played in the playoffs? Oposo and like Tuck, Tuck, Labushkin, maybe. Labushkin did. Yeah. But like no one has like, you know, Jeff Skinner has played over 900 games and he's never played a playoff game. So like, you know, I think we need guys who have playoff experience on our roster and that'll help, you know, drive this team. I mean, I go back to the mid-2000s. Think about that team. Chris Drury, one of the best leaders the team ever had. Um, he's like, you know, where are 
we're, what's what are we playing for here? You know, put up pictures of the Stanley Cup, got the team rolling. He was the silent leader, you know. Like, oh my god, that I, I agree. Gypped of a Stanley Cup in 06. Like that defense just got killed. Rip. But no, so like I think Oposo is just a really good leader. I think he he's able to rally the team, and you know it's just nice to have um, a post like an end of the season press conference where you don't have players saying like, "Oh, I lost my love for the game." So yeah, that's also very that's accurate. positive. But yeah, so I don't know. no, I I actually hundred percent agree. I just think I my concern would be. We already saw a decline last year in like his offense. I would be yeah. concerned if his play then like on the defensive side comes to the decline. So I feel like there has to be some kind of an agreement between the two like the sides of like, hey, like we're not gonna play you're not gonna be an everyday player, but let him play, play a thousand games and then we're Yeah, good. you're gonna play the majority of the games, but like it's gonna be like fifty like you're gonna play like two thirds of the season or what a yeah, I think I think he'd buy into that because he's what thirty four. He'll be thirty five. I think at this point he's probably thinking about retiring. I mean, I feel like Kyle Post would probably stay in the area anyway if he were to retire because like his family lives here. Like he has young kids and everything, so I feel like moving them is kind of like a big decision and all that. And I feel like he'd be very active with the team if he did retire. But I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back on like a one year vetman deal, having him be like essentially maybe the 12th or 13th forward on this team because I mean, I don't think he's going to play 82 to begin with because I don't think he would stay healthy for it. But you know, if he could buy into playing like 50, 60 games, I'm all for it. Yeah. He could have, he could definitely fit a role. Definitely. Fit a role. Yeah. But it is sadly, as you said, the end of the season, I think last mm-hmm. season we were all sad. I don't know. Last season we were all sad that it ended because they got on the hot street at the end, but then it was kind of like, is it fake? Is it real? Like, they were kind of winning, but they weren't like it wasn't like every game was great. I mean, ninety-one points. They they end on a hot streak. They literally missed the playoffs by what two points? So the one yeah. win shy. Um, most points in over well over a decade. Well, I should say well over a decade, but it is over a decade. Yeah. Um, well over any totals, any analytical models. I think Vegas had them at seventy and a half. I think I had them at eighty-four points. So good for them, you know. Raised expectations, I think, well above for next year. Not even maybe being, um, maybe not even being a wild card team, possibly being in the top three in the Atlantic. But yeah, uh, questions I have after the season. Nice. Will any Sabers Saber, Will any Sabers be a finalist for any major awards? Uh I feel like Darlene could be a wait this season or next season. Yeah, this season, this season, this season. Yeah. This season. Yes. Okay. Well, Darlene has to be a nomination for the Norris, at least. Will he win? Probably not. They'll probably give it to Carlson because he had a hundred points. Um, but Darlene has to be a finalist for the Norris. Um, honestly, I think Tage should be at least in the conversation for Hart because Hart is the most valuable player to your team. So. I would say Tage is pretty valuable to this team. Um, I mean, maybe I could honestly see like a power or Quinn in the conversation for Calder. I don't think they're necessarily a finalist, but I could at least see them, you know, in the conversation for it. Um, And then obviously like Anderson was our Masterson nominee. Will he win? I don't think he'll win it a second time. Um. Other than that, I don't really think 
I don't really think of anybody. Yeah. I, I, I think you kind of nailed them. I think... Wild they, card. Don Granado, give him one vote for Jack Adams. I wouldn't be surprised, to be completely honest, the way he turned... Like, that's, what, a 13-point improvement? 26 yeah. over the last two years, so... Yeah, that definitely wouldn't be. I I was about to say like he might be the only guy. Maybe you see little votes like I don't know how many fourth or fifth place votes there are, but like maybe a little bit towards Kevin Adams just for improving the roster as well. But yeah, I think Tage might be in like the end of the top ten. I think that would probably be the right spot for him just because at the end of the season slowed down a little bit because of injury. Mm -hmm. I feel like Darlene should be a finalist for the Norris, but I'm gonna tell you right now he's not gonna be a finalist for Norris. I could just. I'll just write that. I mean, one of them is Eric Carlson for sure, and I just, I don't know. I don't like the odds of that. And, again, Owen Power should be a Calder finalist. Like, I think he'll finish third because I think, what, Skinner's, Skinner's technically a um, – Stuart Skinner, Matty yeah, Beneers. I think he'll sit in second, then Beneers first. I think Power, though, will actually be a finalist because I think him being the best defenseman in the class by a, quite a bit, I think, will help him kind of – and he also put up 35 points, so it wasn't like he had like a 20 point season as the best defenseman, yeah. rookie defenseman. So, yeah, I would I would say power for sh- should be and probably will be. I think Deline should, but I don't. I just think it's it's always kind of like that. I don't know, but it's like that. It's like you need a second elite season if that makes sense. Like your first season of being truly Norris, like finalist, like Obol, I, yeah. I guess. Like you're not gonna that get in sense. because it's hello, Jess. It's the you know the first year and people are gonna like take you know want you to do it again. But if you do it for a second year in a row, I think that's where you get uh, yeah potential. So I agree my, with that. My second question, strictly talking regular season, where does the Sabres season regular season rank of, of success among the teams in the Atlantic Division? Strictly strictly talking regular season, not talking playoffs not talking really even points strictly talking from expectations like okay i'd say boston's number one because I would agree. they they just historic season i would say i'd say toronto's two i don't know i think the sabers i think two. i'd say i'd slot the sabers in at three i don't know i think, I think tampa sabers... under underachieved ottawa underachieved or maybe they hit what we expected i think they expected more Detroit went all in and they underachieved. Montreal is just Montreal. Um, I would say I, I could see the debate for second, but I would put Toronto just above. Yeah, I think the there's Sabres. a real debate though for second. Like yeah. first, okay, you don't have a shot because no Boston like sixty five wins, one thirty five points. Yeah, yeah, no way. I mean Tampa, Tampa only had ninety eight points, so I don't think Tampa has had a better regular season than the Sabres compared to expectations. The other, as you said, Ottawa and Bo- Ottawa and Boston, Ottawa and Detroit underachieved and were worse than the Sabres, so I'm not putting them. Montreal, I mean, there's a small debate just saying that they got top five odds, I believe, for Beniers, so they kind of did what they wanted to do. But like Caulfield had a major injury, Slikowski had a major injury. Like they didn't. Yeah. I mean, like they're young guys that were supposed to. They really still have help. a new coach. Like St. Louis was his first year's full time head coach. Yeah, so. so I don't know if that I would consider that to be like it was a success for the odds, but like development, it wasn't perfect for them. So no. Yeah. I just think the Sabers. Maybe I'm being a little bit of a homer by putting them too, but I think from where they were, because Toronto, it may not seem this way, but Toronto had more wins and more points last year than this year, 
And I feel like it's a little bit more rock. It was like a little bit more rocky that they had to trade like half their team away <laughs> at the deadline. And like they have all this playoff expectation. And it was kind of the situation where they, they lost Tampa last year. And it was like, okay, we don't want to be in the situation again where we're playing Tampa. Like, I think their expectations were we need to win the Atlantic so we don't have to play either Boston or Tampa in round one. And they are playing Boston, Tampa. Uh, not, not Boston. They are playing Tampa again in round one. So I, I think they're three. I mean, Florida, I don't know where to put Florida. Like, oh, I forgot about Florida. Wait, where? I forgot about Florida. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, yeah. I was like, there's an 18. They're like mid tier. I don't know. For what their season last year, like, I think expectations were high. But I mean, they, so I'd they say they kind of. I don't know, like the Kachuk trade, like you could see that they took a step back for the season to like rise future, but like, I don't know, I just like they had the expectations that they were at least going to compete for a top three in the Atlantic, and they just never, yeah. I mean, they just never did that. But yeah, I, I just think there's a debate for the Sabres to be two. I think most people would probably say they're three, but. No, I agree. I, I'd say there's a debate for two. What are your thoughts, Joe? Yeah, having having returned from the uh the depths of Wi-Fi crapouts. Uh, I, 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 I think there's definitely an argument for number two. I just based on, like you said, the the um, I almost I want to say Blue Jays every time I say Toronto. I'm not quite sure why. The so the Maple Leafs have less points than they did last year, and the Panthers had a rocky beginning to their season after being. You know what I mean? They're they're in the playoffs. The, the thing now. I'll give the Panthers, I'll agree with the, the you know getting rid of Huberto and Weger was I think impactful. Also bringing in Paul Maurice as a coach, mm-hmm. I think I don't know why. Like honestly, I don't see why Paul Maurice still gets an opportunity as a coach. I think like he's been a coach seems like forever. I know he was really young when he was Hartford's coach actually. Um, but like he, he basically just him. he basically just quit in Winnipeg. Like he just quit on that team. Like that, the locker room was such a mess, and like as you I said, Blake Wheeler had to be stripped of his captaincy. He doesn't even have an A on the sweater. He's like just nothing now. Like that's just oh my like God. him and Wheeler and Shifley are like so toxic in that locker room. Like it's crazy. No, the reports they are. that came out, like it was bad. Like I wouldn't want to play in Winnipeg. Right. No. But yeah, I would say the Sabers um, really are kind of proving themselves, and I, I would have them at number two as well, along with you guys. I mean. Like you said, most people would probably have them third or whatever, but I, I would, I would, I would have them up in the top two for sure. Just look at the strides they made, both points wise and win wise, like just team wise. Like it makes sense. They have their goaltender now. Like it's, it's only we're only we're only going up from here. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think they've had the best, like one of the two best seasons. I, I, I would say. Yeah, I'll keep I'll keep them at three. Um, I think honestly, next year they have a case to be. Number one, if they are able to finish top three in the division, mm-hmm. um, I feel like um, betting, like going into the season, they might be projected as like a wild card team, maybe like a fringe wild card team. Because I think the I bet you Vegas will probably bet Boston number one. They'll probably bet Toronto at the top, just like they do every year. Um, Tampa, they'll probably consider a playoff team, and then I can see them giving votes to like Ottawa or something. But yeah. I, honestly, like I could see next year if we sit here having this debate, um, the Sabers being number one in this question. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I think I think it's it's the the reason why this conversation is a little difficult is like it's playoffs, no playoffs debate, and it's like yeah, can you put the Sabers above three the three other like three of the four teams that finished 
in the playoffs. But like again, compared to expectations, I think I think there's a reasonable argument. But I think obviously Boston won't be as good next year. Like Allmark just had insane season. The team's had an insane season. Will they necessarily slip out of the playoffs? Um, I wouldn't say that. Depending, I guess, on who comes back. I know this was kind of like a last dance for like Krejci and Bergeron. So we'll see what happens there. So I can picture them slipping. Tampa's getting older. Toronto's Toronto. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So before we – I want to talk about the end of the year interview. So just kind of your general thoughts. But I, I, I do think it's brief note to, to chime in and say there's been no – well. I shouldn't say there's been no Ryan Johnson news because there's been news that he's not signing. So like, yeah. yeah. So I guess that no counts, good I guess, Ryan Johnson. News I guess the silence can. counts a little bit as news is that we have nothing. But yeah, that's just kind of a, a bizarre situation that continues to just become incredibly more and more uh, puzzling. But yeah. more and more look like the the Sabers are just going to get that comp pick. But we'll see. So end of year uh, interview. Uh, I don't know if you, any of you guys saw them, but. Uh, there are certain players that play through injuries. Your boy Samuelson played with multiple broken bones in his hand. Absolute savage. FC Tage yeah. and Darlene had some some injuries. Um, a couple of people are going to be playing in the World Championships. Uh, Alex Tuck is for Team USA. Jack Quinn yep. and JJ Paterka for their respective countries. Which I think is I think a cool Levi one. too. And oh yeah, you're right, Levi. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so it's cool to see like the prospects get inter- big, big international experience. I still, you know, looking back at it, I was, this is completely off topic. I don't know why Team Canada decided in like the Olympics not to play Levi. I still yeah, that made that made like, very little sense. I don't. I don't they know. played some random goaltender and it was and they didn't even medal. So it was like maybe if you played yeah. Levi, like I don't know. I guess like I just I find that to be I'm, I'm completely off topic, but I just find I I find that now to be quite bizarre. But yeah, I mean, it's cool to see all those players being represented worldwide. You know, just from our team, we even have a brother. Luke Tuck playing with Alex Tuck. Uh, so that's pretty, pretty cool. Even though he's not going to be on the Sabres, I don't think so. Um, Luke Tuck is what, Montreal prospect? So mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's a Montreal prospect. Is so. it going to be like a Ryan O'Reilly, Cal O'Reilly situation? Could be. Could be sibling <laughs> rivalry. That could be crazy. I, I'm looking Cal O'Reilly, to it, honestly. Did he even play a game with the Sabres? Maybe like a handful? For injury? Like seven. I mean, got, yeah. got, his, got, got a job because of his brother. Yeah, you gotta respect yeah. it, right? No, I, yeah. I think I, I think Tyson Thompson. Group... Let's get Tyson this team. Oh my god, <laughs> isn't it Trace? Isn't it Trace? Mm-hmm. I thought you said Tyson. No, it's Tyce. T Y C E. Oh, you know it's Tyce. No, Trace is Clay Thompson's brother who plays baseball. You're right. Tice hey, at Thompson, least it was yeah. someone with the Devils. last name Thompson you you associate it with. You know, it works. It works. Yeah, it it, it you know, it, I get half points, I guess. I don't know. I just think that might be pushing it a little bit. But I, I we'll think it's really point. telling to see how much these guys wanted it. And I guess I don't know if heartbroken is the right word, but like knowing how close they truly came. But I also think they know that this experience of the last two weeks of really playing playoff hockey, like winner go home kind of hockey. Um, I think it's going to do wonders for them. I think it was telling that every player pretty much had very high praises for the organization, uh, Don Granado. I know some of us aren't the hugest fans at times of Don Granado, but I do think it, it he resonates very well with his players. I think that has to be taken into account. And also, I think a lot of players had 
you know, great things to say about their teammates, the locker room, and especially, you know, saying, you know, Kyle Oposo is the best captain they've ever had. I think that's a big reason why he might come back. Also, Oposo wasn't really, I don't know if honor is the right word, but yeah, he wasn't really honored the last home game of the year, like Anderson. I feel like if he was retiring, I think he would have saw more of a send off. So maybe, maybe something to look into, but yeah. I just think, no, I you know what Mike said is like perfectly telling of like all the times like we've said we've at the end of the locker room cleanouts, people have complained about the season and their loss of love for hockey. To hear it like how how hungry this team is and how much they want, how much talent in the room, young talent, uh, it's 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 exciting times coming. Yeah, no, the overwhelming positiveness of the team and just you didn't hear a bad word about anybody. You know, like there was no like they're interviewing. Was, what was it? Jeff was getting interviewed, and you see Alex Tuck holding the the Miller, the Miller light. light can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's Having just fun. It's, it's it's all good vibes all around, and I think that's something we've been missing for so long with this team until Granada really came around and changed the way the locker room operates in the cat. I like, think it's been a long so. time since the team has been really close. Like yeah, you look back to when they made their Stanley Cup or their Eastern Conference Finals runs in the mid two thousand. Like how close that team was. Like you hear those yeah. alumni talking and it's like they were all, you know, playing card game. Like they were all so close, pulling pranks on each other, just like having a good time. And have like you now, guys watched the the Between Two Stalls series as well? Some of them are funny. They are you pretty see the funny. one like he's like to Matias Samson. He's like, uh, what's your goal song? And he's like he says it, he's like, No, why do you have a goal song? Hey man, he scored like a like a couple days after that. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunate think, to never hear Gummy Bear this season, though. I know, I know. Do you think he keeps it for next season if he's here? I think he's. I don't know. He didn't score at home, and nor did Samuelson. Samuelson scored both his goals in Detroit and New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, again, just like to finish, it's just so nice to see that. I mean, I, as you guys know, and many listeners probably know, I wasn't the biggest Sabres fan when we started doing this. Like, I was a fan of course, because it's a Buffalo team, but like hockey, it's just, it was so lackluster for so long. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing really making me watch. Like, I don't know how anyone did it. You guys did it for so long. And now I like, you know, I'm really like into it. Like, I love it. Like these guys like really just turned it around for the team. And we have a good NHL team where it's fun to watch. Like you want to sit down on your couch if you're not at the game and watch the Sabres game. Like I've never felt like that before. It's always been like, I'll well, just, you want I'll your watch. franchise, you want your franchise player to, you know, want to be here and like right. show support for the team rather than complaining that, you know, uh, everything sucks and they're just like so depressed because of this team. And it's like, I don't know. It, it, it's hard for fans to rally around players like that. Like I feel like fans right. can rally around talk, Darlene, Skinner, Thompson, rather than like Jack, who's just always complaining about everything. Instead, yeah. of, instead of trying to fix the problem, he was the problem. Yeah. I think clear he's a hot start the Honestly, God, people rally around people that are, are like are nice pe- human beings. I mean, mm-hmm. it truly just comes down to this. Like people rally around people. Even if you're less talented than the person, like people will, like fans rally around people who are just generally good dudes and seem like they're nice people to hang out with and not just like arrogant assholes i mean let's just say it yeah, let's okay. just let's say it out loud just assholes right <laughs> if you're if you're not an asshole say, people rally around you different word like begins of a j also ends in the last word you said it but yeah I, I i agree um but yeah it's it's exciting i think 
you know, we're excited for the future. And now it is time for, well, first, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just, does anyone else have anything to say before we talk a little bit playoffs, a little bit, or last no. week's predictions? No. All right. So last week's predictions, we all went over uh, the last, the last, uh, the last week, uh, Casey Millsat led the team with five goals and Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Rowe. Uh, the team with nine points. A comeback from Jeffro. Jeffro was down. Uh, I think he was tied with Millsack going the last game of the season uh, in, for, for the week in points. And uh, Jeffro had a three-point game. And Mitz only was able to collect two points. Um, so with that being said, that was the final one. I guess now a brief recap of the playoffs because game ones have already happened. Uh, after the first two... Uh, games in the Eastern Conference, the top seeds in the Eastern Conference went home. The next six games, six games, one's odd. The road team won all six, including all four at West. So uh, take that as you will. I think yesterday, yeah, yesterday the road teams went 0-4, which is the first time since like 2004 that it's happened. So uh, pretty pretty wild start. Our boy Jack Eichel with an L, Ryan O'Reilly with an L, Sam Reinhardt with an L. So a pretty pretty nice start for if you root against uh Sabres, Jake McKay with a loss. So I mean if you root against Brandon Montour, I mean I could keep going. But if Jack you Eichel only against... had two shots on goal. He had he Linus Olmark with the win, Curtis Lazar I, with the win. I'm not I thought Chris Chris Lazar plays for the Devils, I thought, isn't he? Or did he get traded he again? For Boston? Now I gotta look this up. Uh, he was on Boston, but I thought he was with the I thought he got traded. I thought didn't he wasn't he traded with Zach? I don't know. Okay, I got look. I as I looked this up. So, obviously we're a tad bit late because we're already past game one. But yeah, he plays the Devils, so technically he took an L. So thank you for bringing oh, that up. I, sorry. I really appreciate that. Um, sorry, no, that's right. Uh, so <laughs> let's get Stanley Cup Finals predictions and the winners. Uh, Joe, if you want to start with yours, or do you want? I mean, I'll tell you who's going to win it all. I I think I'll tell you who I think is going to win it all. All right. I think it's Boston. I think Boston wins the entire thing. I know that's kind of a cop out answer, but they they they're firing on all cylinders as a team. I I, I think they've got it in the bag. No question. I hope Jack Eichel falls on his face more, too. I would like to see that. Sorry. (laughs) Who who do you think is going to win the West? Then do you have a prediction for the West? I don't know. Let me think. Let me ponder for a minute on that because I've, I've kind of just been thinking winner. Let me let me think. Um, all right. So I'll say I think it'll be Boston on the East. I think they're just rolling right now. I think they'll take out Florida. I think they'll I think they'll just make it through the East easily. Um, the West, I feel like the West is like so wide open. I feel like there's not a team that's really like dominant. So like I could either see Colorado, just because the, they won the cup last year. Um, but honestly, I feel like it's going to be Edmonton out of the West, just because I think McDavid and Dreisaitl, I think McDavid is just going to continue carrying the team. I know they lost game one in overtime, and the fans were, like, trashing the ice. But I feel like they'll be able to beat the Kings. They'll be able to make it out. I, I think McDavid's finally going to get a shot at a Stanley Cup. I don't think he's going to be lifting it. But I'd say Edmonton makes it out of the West. No. no. So you got Boston over Edmonton? Yeah. yeah. Well, my laptop's going to die. I need to plug it in. Joe, you got your team? Yeah. I, I, I want to say, I want to say Colorado because they are the reigning, 
Western champs. I, I, yeah, I think I'm going to go Colorado. My wild card team out of the West is Dallas, just oh solely based off I, of Jake Ottinger. Dallas he, stars, really? I Sorry, I took both his teams. Oh I literally was just about to say, I think Boston's going to win. I mean, it's kind of a cop-out, but they're just so loaded. And I think they're going to lo- beat Dallas. Uh, because I'll go I think Colorado. It's not Boston, the greatest – it's not the greatest start for Dallas losing game one home ice, uh, but the Otters just he's like in eight games as a playoff goaltender, he's one he has like some of the best stats ever in eight games. But he's also three and five in that stretch because his team just decides he, they don't want to play in front of him. But yeah, I got Boston over Dallas. So I think I think that will do it. I have one more thing, very quick yes or no answer. Will the Leafs win a playoff series? No. No. Okay. Wow. I'm I no, I, you know, do I, not say it. Do not say it. I am going to segue here. A massive segue. I don't think the goaltending can be as bad as it was in game one. Hedman and Cernak got injured for Tampa. I think the Leafs are going to win in seven. I had that prediction before. They can't the win a game seven. They can't win a game seven. Are you kidding okay, me? Okay, then six. Fine. You got me. Yeah. No. No, Tampa's going to win. Tampa, and I'm going to yeah, laugh when all the Leafs fans are crying again. Yeah, the Leafs fan, please, stop. do not even manifest them winning a playoff Listen, series, the Leafs please. are going to win this series and then get absolutely destroyed by Boston, so. Yes, but let's let's not even see them make it out of this series. That, that would be ideal. But I think, is that is that it? Is that all we got on the dock for today? We'll have some, you know, our usual hot takes, trivia, would you rather, pass their prime Hall of Fame coming later this week for you guys um so be looking on the lookout for that episode little tidbit coming out but without further ado that's going to do it for this edition of the buffalonian podcast i'm joe cal i've been joined by dom lawson mike marino i mean sand some wi-fi issues went pretty smooth but without further ado dom how do you always end these buddy go bills baby go bills go sabers (laughs) 